0: Welcome to a brand new episode of the Chiefs Wire Podcast. I'm Ed Easton Jr. On today's episode, I sit down with DirecTV executive Kelly Joe Sands as she shares her thoughts on Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones on set of their commercials. Plus, Jaguars Wire contributor Kyle Bumpers breaks down the team's offense, defense, and gives his prediction for this Sunday's game. Also, as part of my coverage of the NFL Combine this year, I spoke with Jaguars undrafted rookie Leonard Taylor, about being mentored by Travis Kelsey and looking to be like him one day in the NFL. But first, we start off by checking in on some of this week's press conferences featuring Patrick Mahomes, Kadarius Toney, and Chris Jones.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're a talented defensive front. I mean, I've played them twice um, and understand that. Um, This will be a great challenge for our offensive line, and I have a lot of trust in those guys. so we'll just kind of try to keep building as an offense. And when I need to get the ball in my hand, I'll get it out of my hand. And then when we need to take a shot, I'll trust those guys to make the blocks. I remember asking
2: you before the season began about your uh, connection with your receivers. Obviously, you know, Scott Moore, could uh, had a hard time in last week's game. What do you feel like it is now with the practice and the extra wrestling game going into Sunday
1: game? Yeah, I, st- I still think we have a, a great connection going. I mean, obviously, it doesn't always work out in games. Um, and uh, we had it. We didn't execute at a high enough level, um me included, um, in that first game, but, uh, you have to keep building. Uh, you have to try to get your, make yourself better. Um, and I'll try to do what I can to make it easier on them, and they'll, they'll go out there and make the place happen.
2: What was your message to Chris when he came back
1: in? I'm happy to have him. I mean, uh, Chris is a, is not only a great, uh, player, but a great person that's in the locker room, and he always has a smile on his face, and so, uh, uh, like I said, early in training camp, uh, whenever he gets back, we're going to welcome him with open arms, um, and and now we're going to try to go out there and find a way to get a win. When you
2: gonna... said me included earlier, what did, how, how did you just assess your
1: Yeah, there were just opportunities that I missed, a um, couple throws here and there where I could have got it to the guy earlier. Um, I made it so hard on those guys. Um, and just a little bit uh, late on some of my reads. So just stuff that I have to continue to work on. And, I mean, just like everybody, i got to be better. Um, and I'm going to try to do that this week. How much as
2: play is developing? Are you sort of relying on the receiver scene and the play unfold the same way that the are scene?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the entire offense, Um, especially here, I I think. um, It's a lot of reading on the run, uh, recognizing coverages, um, and and then making plays off of that. Um, And so that's stuff that I have to be on the same page with the receivers um, and stuff that we'll work on this week.
3: How much of an emotional boost could it provide now that Chris is back and you have maybe Travis potentially back as well in the the sense of getting the, the band back together of your core?
1: Um. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you get you get your guys in there. You you want to go out there and play with the guys that have put in the work and um that, that that go out there and execute and have played at a high level for a long time. Um. But I think guys are ready to go. I mean, uh, we didn't like how we played this last Thursday, um, and so I think guys are ready to get out there and kind of prove the to everybody, even ourselves, who we really are. I, I don't think you. I
4: don't think you've been 0-1 maybe since before high school, and I I I wonder what what that feels like. It, it's a different mindset.
1: Yeah, I mean, it doesn't feel good, and, I mean, you want to win. So, uh, obviously, I'll be motivated as much as I, I always am, and that's to go out there and win the week. And uh, it's, it's a great opportunity going up against a great football team, so I'm excited for it. Does it tilt
4: the feeling a little bit to be going into this game with a loss, I mean, as opposed to how you might feel mentally with coming off a win?
1: Um, not not necessarily. I knew this was going to be a, a tough challenge for us either way. Um, obviously, you wanted to win that first game. Um, but you didn't, so you kind of have to just wash that from your mind, get on to the next game, and try to make yourself better so you can go out there and get a win. Patrick, side like
2: by issue. Three weeks from now, you're going to be taking on the Jets. This is going to be probably the fourth or fifth time that you haven't had a chance to go up against Aaron Rodgers. Do you feel like this is going to be one of the three quarterbacks that you don't face in your career?
1: Um, I mean, I have no idea. I mean, he, um, obviously, it, it sucks for not only um, him and his team, but for the entire league because he's such a great player someone that a lot of guys have looked up to throughout their entire career. Um, and, and you want to play the teams at their best. Um, but uh, that's a long way down the road, and I'm just praying for him that he, he's able to, to heal himself, rehab, and hopefully back again next year, and then we maybe get the opportunity then.
5: Um, in reality, how I look at a high-told coach, high-told pack, you know, all the guys, uh, that's on me, you know what I'm saying? Like, at the end of the day, Y'all count on me and rely on me to make certain plays, and I gotta be there to do that. It ain't no, really no excuse, no, you know what I'm saying. None you could blame it on none of that.
4: Man, I just let on ten about it. Kadarius, did you find anything common in what went wrong the other night that that you see is easily fixable or that you have to work
5: through? Uh, nah, I just, just like, I Just gotta put the work in, hard work. You no, know? spend 30 minutes an hour at the practice, you know, catching jug, catching from the quarterback, whatever I gotta do. I just gotta, I just gotta make sure I show up when it's time. But there is the coach talked about that that
4: what happened on Thursday wasn't really you, right? Like, you normally
5: catch yeah, right. up. But that's just where? me, though. This is me as a person. Like, I just feel like it was, you know, just because yeah. I knew I could have made those plays, you know. So where,
4: where are you at mentally? Like, people have drops. You don't want to go into that slump. No. Yeah, yeah. So, where are you mentally?
5: Um, just positive thing. You know, I'm always just moving forward. You know, I'm thinking about the next week and how I can make plays in the upcoming week. You know, I'm never dwelling on the past, you know. Right.
4: Yeah.
2: There's there's a term in sports: be quick, but don't hurry. Right. I mean yeah. You gotta be fast to play the position you play.
4: Yeah, in. right.
2: You get a sense that maybe that whether it's knowing the offense or getting because <laughs> you haven't had a chance to play, you were hurt last year. That yeah.
5: Maybe you're hurrying a
2: little bit, and that that was part of it. It isn't it hasn't quite slowed down all the way.
5: Uh, really no. Like I said, there's no excuse. Like I said, they gotta go out there and make plays.
4: Obviously, you missed camp, and I know in the back of your head, you know, you came back pretty quick from the knee injury. Does that are you thinking about that kind of stuff out there? Or are you still thinking your way through the offense, or?
5: Nah, just getting just getting back, you know, just getting to feel of everything. Like I said, they got to go out and execute. there execute. Ain't really no excuse, no reason, you know. And then I'm thinking about, it. like I said, they got to go out there and make plays.
4: Kadarius, what kind of conversations have you had with Andy? He's mentioned he talked to a few times. What's he tried to get across to you? Just settle down. Just
5: you know, just be the person I am. You know, never try to overdo or overstep what I normally do. You know what I'm saying? Don't try to be a superhero win, you know what I'm saying? like You know, just like I said, just make plays when it's time to make them.
4: You get the same similar kind of message from Patrick, or I'm sure Patrick Yeah, facts. Yeah,
5: yeah. both of those guys, you know, they got trust, they got faith in me. and I, I appreciate those guys, appreciate those guys for that. And, um like I said, you got to go put the work in them. And I'm, you know, I'm I ain't really too much talk on me left. It
2: feels like there was a drop, Apparently at the end of the day, that's bad. Look at the tape, you're also quite open. Right? That's part of the equation, too, is to get open first. Yeah. Like, were there positives that, that came out of that stuff? when you guys broke it down? Yeah, know. you
5: always, yeah you always try to find positives in it, but you know, you know like I said, I'm just keep working. I'm just going to try to be that. You got, yeah,
2: a, is, you got a chance to watch Jacksonville play Sunday. What's your biggest takeaway on the defense side for the players that you're going to be going
5: up against? Uh, you know, those guys do a good job every weekend, week out. You know, we faced them last year. We saw a great competition. though know, everything came down to a wire. It's the NFL at the end of the day too, so you can't really just, um bypass in the opponent, so. Uh, the approach is always gonna be the same, you know, just try to go in there and, you know, um uh, handle business.
3: Kader's, it's become pretty clear that the trade has been a motivating factor for you, you know, as you go on here. No, I didn't
5: really motivating, I don't really care about okay. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
4: Genarius, what is what is the factor that's going to help you be the most comfortable here and, and help you execute? I would say I'm
5: already comfortable here. The, the coaches and everybody the staff they already accepted me for you know what I'm saying? Like so it ain't really like like I'm not comfortable, it's just more of me finding my routine and me getting back into, you know what I'm saying, the player I am, you know. Last one, Nate. Go
2: ahead, Just to the to Pete's question about the trade not being a motivating factor, can you explain, though, why the Giants do seem to be an obsession for it, at least on social
5: media? Uh, it's not an obsession. Uh, they troll me. I troll them back uh, at the end of the day. But like I said, I'm just focused on what I got going on now. I'm not really to that. Last one.
2: Good. Uh, how you doing? When you, yeah. when you began your holdout, this obviously wasn't what you were expecting to get to this point right here, but, uh, what was the deciding factor for you to sign the deal that you did? Was the holdout worth it? And more importantly, are you happy with your representation?
6: Absolutely. I chose my representation like years ago. Um, I kind of made that decision not to come to count. I didn't want to be a distraction of holding in and, um, I'm super pleased with how it turned out. You know, um, I'm back in the building. I'm excited to be back. Um, thankful for the organization. They was able to boost my salary up to make up for the fines and everything. I'm super grateful for that. And um, we're focused on winning, winning the next game. we got the Jacksonville Jaguars Jack coming in. Uh, very good team. Uh, coming off a loss to Detroit Lions, um, which is tough. Um, but, yeah, we're looking for a bounce-back week.
4: What assurances
2: oh, did, did you have that uh that you weren't going to be tagged next season? And on top of that, do you think this this might be your last year with the Chiefs?
6: I can't look forward to next year. Right now we focus on um I'm glad to be back this year. Um, this is my last year. Um, hopefully, we can get something worked out after the year for long term. Um, I reiterated multiple times I plan uh, play for the Kansas City Chiefs for the long haul of my career. Um, that doesn't change because of this, um, the past situation. And we focus on Jacksonville, man. We focus on Jacksonville.
4: How, what kind of shape do you feel you're in? Like, there's football shape and there's conditioning shape. Do you, how much can you play in
6: I don't know. We'll have to see Sunday. Mm-hmm.
4: Do you feel
6: like you're in the ball shape? I don't know. <laughs> we'll find out today, right?
2: Obviously, you're equipped with a lot more information now than you were six weeks ago when this holdout started. Given what you know now, would you go through this process uh, all over again the same way?
6: I'll probably change some things. Um, you know, it's, it, when you have a lot of new guys, it's kind of tough to be away. Um, especially in the D-line room, building their chemistry is important to be successful as a group. But, you know, um, those are decisions you have to live with. I wouldn't probably change it, um, but I'm grateful for how it turned out. Um thankful for the Hunt family and uh, Brett Veach and Coach Reed working with my team closely to making sure we ensure that... Um, we're able to come up to terms with with something that we both can agree on.
2: So when you said at the start that you probably would change some things, was just just being here. I mean, do you think that something that you would have changed in the process? I don't
6: know. I don't know. You know there's, what there's,
4: I mean? Thursday okay, so well, so like, the night, being at the game, and what, what what sort of emotional moment was that for you? in what ways?
6: Um. Most importantly, we dropped the banner uh, for the previous year. I think that was everything. I couldn't miss that, no matter what we had going on inside the business aspect of it. And I was there to support support my guys, man. Um, you know, it was a tough game. One, I think, off of a few mistakes, we could have won. Um, tough loss, you know, especially dropping the banner. That was a special night for us. We needed to win and capitalize on that. But um, got to move forward.
4: Did, did it feel just... Strange to be not part of it, and did that play any role in you perhaps getting back into the the
6: fold? It all felt crazy. Uh, First time I ever sat in my suite, I see what I paid so much money for a year for. Uh, (laughs) Food was great, though. Food was amazing. Uh, But it it, it was a different viewpoint. You know, I got to see it from a fan's point of view. I see how the fans be like, um, y'all have us stressed out the whole game. I was kind of biting my nails and everything the whole game, but uh, yeah.
4: Chris, but did it make Chris, you feel like I I got to get back? Did it make you feel like that at all? Or I'm here, am. Yeah. All right. Now,
2: Chris, you said you might change some things if you had your holdout to do over. Can you be specific about what you changed?
6: Um, probably change my vacation spot. <laughs> <laughs> did
2: you to hey, yeah. Missouri by chance?
4: Probably so, right? Chris, you mentioned the fans. Uh, the fans followed you throughout the holdout on Twitter, social media. What was what was that about? Can you just kind of go into that?
6: Um, one thing about, with the, um, the fans of Kansas City, they're very personable. Um, they teach me everything to them. And I, um like I said, man, so, some gonna disagree, some's gonna agree, and some just respect it, right? So, um I hope, I hope we can come to terms where I'm back, they can finally have a, a little understanding with me. And, uh we're focused on Jacksonville. Uh, I hope they're as excited, as excited as I am to get back. And looking forward to this week. And being News. back being back, uh
4: it's about the business, right? That you have to deal with a lot, you know, during the offseason. Where are you mentally?
6: Listen, I'm happy to be back, okay? Um, the business aspect, you can't get personal into it. You know, when you get personal things, things can turn bad, you know what I mean? I never took it personal. I did take some of the stuff y'all said on Twitter about me personal. Y'all like <laughs> I just want y'all to know, I keep receipts, okay? <laughs> talking to all y'all that's been talking stuff on Twitter, I keep receipts and
2: yeah. Chris, one things that you
0: talked about with here's my conversation with Directv executive Kelly Joe Sands. I do want to elaborate more on what you were saying with uh, working with Travis Kelsey. Uh, what drew you guys to uh, making Kelsey your overly direct uh, spokesperson?
7: Yeah, well, um, good question. Um, you know, DirecTV is really well-known, again, as in, you know a leader in sports and content. Um, and so, you know, so is Travis Kelsey. Um, and so really, as we were looking at talent, and whenever a brand really looks to cast talent for campaigns, you know, we look for, for personalities, which will really resonate positively with our target audiences. Um, and overall, just, you know, hopefully a good fit for our brand. Um, they're quite, quite literally the voice of your brand in the market. Um, and so as we're looking at options, um, we wanted it to be additive in value and again align align with what and how our customers kind of view us so um, of, of the options we looked at I mean Kelsey rose to the top for several reasons um, first of all he's he's definitely a leader in sports himself um, but also he is a big personality um, we we all I think have seen his performance on SNL uh, Saturday Night Live and uh, numerous occasions uh, you know really vibrant personality with his brother in the podcast and um, on and off the field so we were pretty confident that it would resonate well with our with our uh, customer base and he would deliver an electric performance. So, um, yeah, several f- several things about him uh, drew us to him as some talent.
0: I definitely understand. And, uh, you know, just getting a, a quick early preview of how everything looked in the commercials, they were all hilarious, very good stuff. <laughs> and uh, we also saw another uh, fellow chief, uh, Chris Jones, uh, involved Um was was Travis involved in trying to bring Chris in as well, or did you guys already have him in mind?
7: Well, it's a great question. We also looked at options um, options for his kind of position and role in some of the spots, and um, several several names were debated. And we just we really thought that their camaraderie um, on the field, you can actually see it on the sidelines. and We thought that would play play well, being you know teammates, and they would have that. You know, comfortability, if you will. Um, and Chris also delivered just a stellar performance. Um, you, you've seen the spots, as you mentioned. Um, and so he was, uh, he didn't disappoint either. I think uh, the folks we had on set were uh, genuinely taken by both Travis and Chris and their, their personalities and um, just their humbleness and, you know, their humor on set, uh, ability to ad lib. Um, they really, they really was a, a dynamic duo as the team was shooting.
0: I could definitely imagine that. Uh, Do you have a uh, a, like a moment or a story from the shooting that probably sticks out to you that that is worth sharing that probably was a little fun?
7: (laughs) Well, I I will. uh, You know what, some of the fun, some of the moments that that were great, actually, we captured as improv on set that made it into the spot. So I I don't want to ruin, you know, some of what was truly an ad ad lib kind of performance by them, um, but we captured a couple of spots that actually weren't scripted, um, primarily by Travis, um, and that that really brought to life, I think, again his personality. Um, and it, it, there was one shoot that I, I was not at, but everyone was talking about how Chris Jones was calling everyone baby in this big teddy bare voice and just he was just such a humble uh, you know sweet comforting presence which you know when you start to juxtapose that around you know a football player and one of his caliber and the position he plays um, was was kind of funny when I was hearing some of those stories come to life they were ultimate professionals and just you know truly kind of like the human kind element um, of their personalities came through off the set as well as on screen. Going back to Travis Kelsey like he just was uh, such a like a gem. I mean, our, our brand essence is all about winning him over, you know, with straight up charm. And, and he delivered that in spades as did, you know, Chris and the muse personality of kind of uh, bringing the life of the party and the ultimate TV love of TV kind of as a purist brand. Um, they, they really did a great job playing him off in the spots. And, and I will say the, um, The confidence and, and frankly, the the natural ability. I mean, that was another thing that our our advertising agency and the director specifically noted was within a few takes, uh, you know, Travis was giving them really kind of Uh, Trained actor worthy performances. I'll say I mean if even even more so than their kind of banter on set It it was just that the fact that Travis was so professional. He caught on so quickly Um, It was people were really blown away by his acting abilities So um, that that really made for us to capture some some great footage and and in fact I know we're kind of concentrated here on the main campaign the advertising kind of mass TV spots launching uh, on Monday but we captured a ton of really cool and engaging content that we're gonna be using, not only, you know, across like radio and, and digital, um, but also into some social extensions that he'll be posting on his handle. So I don't wanna to unveil too much too quickly. I know we're probably gonna come out with another push with that, but that's, that was actually my, my favorite content that came out of uh, working with Travis was actually all of the extension uh, you know content that we were able to capture and and he was just game for everything I mean he is an all in personality um, anything that the uh, the team had suggested he took it and ad libbed and you know and just ran with it which was which was awesome.
0: is part of my conversation with Jaguars undrafted rookie Leonard Taylor.
5: Um, Basketball helped me out tremendously for football. Um, It helped me with my route running, it helped me with my feet, and it helped me um, find a way to be real agile and be versatile in my game.
0: Hey Leonard, how has the success of um, Travis Kelsey affected you or even just the program in general?
5: Travis Kelsey has affected me tremendously. Man, Um, he's he always helps me out, man. He always gives me great advice when I need it, and he's been a real big role model I look up to. And you know, saying one day I want to be
6: just
2: like him.
0: Hey Kyle, thank you for taking the time to speak with us. Can you please break down the offensive and defensive players to look for in this Sunday's game for the Jaguars?
3: Yeah, the Jaguars' offense is really going to need to show up in a big way uh, on Sunday against the Chiefs. Um, obviously, it starts with Trevor Lawrence, Calvin Ridley. Uh, that connection week one looked great against the Colts. Uh, there's, it's just got to stay that way um, if they want to if they want to beat the Chiefs. Um, Really had a great game, eight catches, was the featured receiver like we all expected, and and Trevor Lawrence looked really good. So first, they're they're going to need to be the the key to that offense. Uh, but a couple of players that might have a little bit of attention on them. Uh, one is Tyler Shatley you know, filling in for Brandon Scherf. Scherf is a reliable guard. He's been with the Jaguars for a few years now. Shatley, uh, Peterson is comfortable with him, but. He's going to have some tough matchups. The Chiefs have a ton of talent on that D-line. Derek Noddy, Mike Dana, and Chris Jones is going to be coming back. So he's going to have his hands full with that Chiefs D-line. So he's really going to need to step up and help protect Trevor Lawrence. Uh, And then Tank Bigsby is another one. Uh, Preseason looked great. Got a lot of training camp hype and seemed pretty deserving. Uh, But really struggled week one. uh, Averaged less than two yards a carry. He had one target, and it went through his hands. It was picked off. So he'll need to bounce back um, just to give Etienne a little bit of relief. Um, but, yeah, he's he's going to need to show up and, and help this team out. Um, on the defensive side, I think Josh Allen and Andre Cisco are going to be two of the keys there. Um, Josh Allen, he's probably going to be get, getting a lot of matches with Jawan Taylor. Um, so that's going to be pretty interesting seeing – then you know, the current Jag going against the former Jag. Um, Taylor, in his first year with the Chiefs, had some good reps, had some bad reps against the Lions. Um, so now he's going to be going up against his former teammate. And if there's anyone on the team that knows Jawan Taylor's style, it's probably going to be Josh Allen. They've had plenty of reps against each other in practice. So should be a pretty interesting matchup. And then Cisco, moving all around the field, he's going to need to, do exactly that uh, against the Chiefs. They've got a ton of speed, a ton of versatile playmakers, and he's going to have to be one of those guys that's able to stop them. Um, you know, the Lions did a pretty solid job of that, but if Kadarius Tony, Skymore, you know, if these guys get the ball in their hands, they're dangerous. Um, and so Sisko's going to have to very, stay very alert in the open field, make sure he's making some secure tackles and just making some good plays, but also, you know, create as much havoc as he can for Patrick Mahomes. You know, a terrific quarterback, and Cisco's coming into his own, so it'd be a big game for him if he can, you know, prove the ability to slow down someone of Mahomes' caliber. Um, yeah, in this game, I think it should be a pretty close game. I would really expect both teams to get 20 to 30 points. Um, the Jags will have to keep up with the Chiefs. The Chiefs are going to be the ones that that have that that proven uh, offense, but the Jags are going into their second year with a really solid unit. Uh, last week they had a really good outing against the Colts. Uh, really got going, especially like I said, Trevor Lawrence and, and Calvin Ridley. Um, so I would expect them to be able to get twenty to thirty, and then the same thing with the Chiefs. Um, you know, when you have someone like Patrick Mahomes, you're never going to have a bad offense. It's just kind of not how that works. Um, So I'll be interested to see how they can, uh, how the Jaguars can match up with with the Chiefs because they'll they'll really need to do that. Um, You know, the Chiefs only managed 20 points last week. Um, So I I don't know if I see that happening again. You expect Travis Kelsey back, and on the defensive side they're going to have Chris Jones. So defense is going to be making, you would imagine, more stops. Uh, with with someone like Chris Jones in there, uh, maybe maybe the best D lineman right now, uh, and then Travis Kelsey, probably the best tight end in the league, and really even used as more than just a tight end. So those guys in there, they're going to be making it's going to make them better on defense. They're going to get more stops, and they're going to be more dangerous on offense, and probably going to be able to score more points. Uh, but with that being said, the Jags had a really good week one, um, so it's it's kind of this unique scenario where, you know. It feels like a possible upset. It's in Jacksonville. You know, the Chiefs just lost last week, so maybe they're still trying to figure themselves out and this is the Jaguars' time to kind of take advantage of that. Um, but the Chiefs haven't lost back-to-back games since the 2021 season. Um, so I, I find it hard to believe that they're going to do that this week. So I think the Chiefs will narrowly, narrowly come through and win this uh, game this Sunday. Um, but, I mean, if, if there's one team that can do it, I think the Jags are, are one of them that really could give them some issues. Um, and the last time the Chiefs lost back-to-back games um, in, in weeks two and three of 2021, they lost the first one by one point and then lost the second by six. So, I mean, the Chiefs lost by one point against the Lions. So, if, if the Jags go out there and beat them by six, then maybe, maybe that's just history. But I think realistically, uh, I, th- I, th- I see the Chiefs coming out on top. Uh, but it should be a really good game. Both teams have really electric offenses, and and the Chiefs have, after that week one, their defense looked great, and the Jags' defense looked really solid. So I think these teams match up pretty well and should be an interesting one, but I'll, I'll give the edge to the Chiefs on this one.
0: I want to take the time to thank everybody for tuning in to today's episode. Please follow us on x at the Chiefs Wire for your latest updates on news and everything going on with the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm Ed Easton Jr., until next time.